Hello, 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 and welcome to the Pottervision Podcast, the podcast where every two weeks a man called Tom Lawrenson and another man, Lucas Kirkby, that's me, we read a chapter of the Harry Potter books and we talk about them. Yeah, we write notes before the show and we get together online and we talk about it, but not before half an hour of other conversation. This week we're on episode 116 and we're on chapter 21 of book 5, The Eye of the Snake. Yeah, mm. If I was a snake, I'd be giving you a wink to say hello. How are so, you? Thanks, mate. I'm from Burma, aren't you? You're from Burma, aren't you? Is it nice there? Do you miss your family? Yes, it is nice, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm alright Yeah Why does he need to ask if they're from Burma It says they're from Burma on the sign The snake knows it's from Burma Which is a bit awkward conversation really isn't it <laughs> Come on Harry Pick up the pace What's it like in Burma Start with that yeah. You ever actually been there I was doing the notes for this chapter yeah. And I was like, right, let's do the notes. And um, I listened to the audiobook. And, uh, you know, Stephen Fry kicks off. Gryffindor, Dumbledore, Harry, Petunia, saying all the buzzwords. And I'm like, oh, I'm still listening to this. So I was expecting <laughs> it to be a different book. I was like, oh, this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still reading that. Still reading Harry Potter. Yeah. Whizzle, Wazzle, and the Crumble Bumble. And you're like, oh, my God. Let's have some normal words. Hey, why don't we break it up? Just next week we read his dark materials or something. Well, that's crap. That's crap, isn't it? <laughs> I've never read them, but I, you've got them, haven't you? I thought you had those books. I've read them. No, I've not. I've got them and I've not read them. Oh, I've read them. them. You'd love them. Would I? Yeah, I heard there's a polar bear in it and a compass. Sounds it's good. just crap, isn't it? It's all like. Lyra, her demon, her demon. Everyone's got a demon. Do you know what that is? What do you mean? How, nobody can have a demon. Demon's a verb. Yeah, it doesn't matter. This is what they've got, demon. Eh? That's right. like saying everyone's got a swimming. Eh? Everyone's got what? Nobody can have a swimming. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's got yeah. a demon. So in our world, right. we've got a thing called a soul, which is inside us. Oh, in, yeah, I've heard about that. In Dark Materials' world, their demon, their soul is their demon that lives outside of them. And their demon is a little animal. So it's kind of like your Patronus. Everyone oh. has got an animal that represents them. Some people have a, uh, a swallow, a mouse. Like You could have anything. So like, yeah. uh, what animal best represents you? What would your demon be? Well, before I answer that, can I... Because a demon sounds like a bit nasty. Are they nasty or are they helpful? It's your soul! It's my soul. Uh, I think my soul would be a beaver. Because I like to use my teeth. Yeah. I've got a big tail. And... Uh, Sorry, you do not mm. talk about the size of your penis on the podcast. <laughs> hey, I'm not... I wasn't. I'm about my oh. tail. That's what you're saying. I've got a big tail, ladies. <laughs> That's a that it means a penis in Germany as well. A schwam is a is means tail, but it's also a rude word for a a tiddler. Who's taught you that? 
can't say. But, uh, <laughs> hey, the, uh, I saw a really funny video uh, the other day where there's an Australian man and he's just sunbathing like this, right? And he's chilled out. And his son puts a chip on his crotch. Mm. And suddenly all these seagulls try and get the chip. And rather than like shitting himself, he's still sunbathing and he goes, Blimey, the dirty bird's going for me whopper. That's funny. <laughs> it's very funny. It's making me laugh. <laughs> Only a dirty bird when he just wants a chip. It's a dirty bird. <laughs> dirty bird's going for me whopper. They're trying to do fellatio on me. They are not. They are no, not. They're not. trying to eat a chip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, God. you were commenting on this mug before, but before you you comment, I'll tell you that Martina made this. Oh, no, no. Well, she didn't make the mug, but she decorated it. It's nothing to do with the mug. So he's got a mug, which is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And I'd love to have it myself. Yeah. He, he's doing something that I've never seen him do. He's drinking out of a mug. And I go, what are you drinking? And he goes, I'm drinking energy drink. And I, I, I tell you what, I've had this in me since I was a little boy. I hate it when people drink cold drinks out of a mug. It winds me up. Well, this was a running gag when, um, when we were doing the comedy sports online shows because people used to have a go at me for drinking cold drinks out of a mug. Really? And then I used to do it more and more. But the reason I'm drinking it is because it was a big monster energy drink and I didn't want to drink it out of the can. And this is the only thing big enough to house the entire drink. Well, this it's is quite it... a big mug. Look at that compared to my hand. You could drink it out of a bowl. It's bigger than me fist. Yeah. But yeah, she made that and then she's doing a pottery course at the minute. Fantastic. Very talented. Very good with her crafts. Um, yeah. My demon beat would be a killer whale. A killer whale, yeah? An orca, yeah? That'd be nice. But then, are you supposed to be running around with your demon? Because how would that work if it's in the sea? I'd live in the sea. You'd live in the sea? That's a big move, big commitment for that um, demon. I'd do it. Yeah, bloody hell. Yeah, I don't like the idea of having a demon. Why are they called demons then if they're nice? Don't know, but let me tell you this. <laughs> Titanic news. <laughs> oh god, here we go, yeah. It's been an ongoing thing that we've been keeping up with the Titanic, hasn't it? Right, can I just say, people voted to have Harry Potter news this oh? week. And we had a lot of positive feedback about last week's segment, the Harry Potter news. Yeah. You can't change it to be people are dead under the sea news. That's have... not oh, a fun new segment. Spoilers. I haven't changed it. I've added a different segment. So we're going to do both. Oh. All right. All right. So it's a new one. Okay. Because so... we have been talking about Titanic for like the past month, haven't we? Yeah, we have, almost as if we knew what was going to happen. It's weird, yeah. I became so infatuated with the Titanic, and then all of a sudden, some people went down in a submersible and uh, imploded down there. They were looking for them for days, but James Cameron said they would die. As, they, they were dead as soon as they went missing. It's bloody scary, isn't it? 
Yeah, I, mm. can't, I can't get in the sea without thinking about people who died on the Titanic. But now this has just made it even worse. Yeah, and everyone was having a go yeah. at him. I've so much. I've seen so much hate towards these yeah, yeah, um, yeah. poor victims of this uh, shoddy company. Um, saying like, if you've got a quarter of a million to spend, you should have given that away to charity. It's like. Yeah, but they've not got a quarter of a million to spend. They've got a billion to spend. They're billionaires, right? And it's not... A li- yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not pro-billionaire, but unfortunately we live in this world where billionaires do exist, right? And yeah, you can't... It, it's not their fault for going down there. James Cameron has been down there 35, 38 times or something, and he's survived each yeah. time. They thought they were going on, like, a respectable vessel, yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's not on them. It's the fact that they've been taken advantage of, in my opinion, anyway. Um, because, and everyone's like, oh, serves them right. This is the type of thing that I'd do. It's like when you go on a fairground ride and it's like, how much is it? Five? Yeah, all right. If you're offering a service, it must be okay. But people die on fairground yeah. rides. Yeah. I don't disagree with anything you've said. I think you never do. You know, I never do. No. <laughs> hey, if, it, if it ends the conversation, I agree. All right then, agree with me. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, whatever you think about people spending that, or the fact that you know, so much money was spent trying to rescue them and all that. Mm. But you think, well, people have died, haven't they? Leave it for a bit. I don't think they did try and. Res- I, didn't, I don't think they did try and rescue them. I thought I thought some French people spent like a million euros on sending something down there to look for them. Well, let me tell you this. Yeah. I don't think they did. I kind of think Clean they deal. were. Mm-hmm. I think they knew deep down they were dead immediately, right? And yeah. So they were like, "Oh, let's just pretend we're looking for a week, and then uh, when the when the air runs out, finally just accept that they have perished." Yeah, well, like loads of experts were saying, like, yeah, they've had it now. If they're not, you know, if they don't turn up. But yeah, very, very sad. And it makes me not want to do that if I had that amount of money. I'd still do it. Would you? Do you know why it didn't work? Go on. Because their submersible was not made of steel. It was made of carbon fibres. Hey, bloody hell, that sounds not as good. Even though it is like, you know, strong, it is a mesh of materials like composited together and so not reliable. Well, if anything good's come from this, everyone's learnt a new word and now says submersible. Yeah. Every cloud, eh? Well, to me, it's just a very sad thing. Anyway. No, it is sad. Even though you found it funny. Anyway, what have you been up to, old boy? (laughs) I didn't find it funny. I'm trying to keep this bloody podcast light. Rather than talking about a tragedy at the beginning. Anyway, what are you saying? Well, what have I been up to this week? I've been drinking out of a mug... Um, I have been planning for the next school year. 
deciding what themes we're going to teach, what books we're going to read, what themes we're going to learn about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I looked at last year's plan. I thought this looks pretty good. Keep a lot of this. But instead of water, I'm going to do a module on space. What do you think of that? It's exciting, isn't it? Outer space. I love outer space. Yeah, it's fun, isn't it? Mm. And I thought we could do a module where we all pretend we're like doing a mission or something and we learn about space and uh, plan a, an expedition. That's cool. Where are you going to go? Mars, Jupiter, not Uranus, please. No, we're not going to Uranus, Kinder. We're going to Mars. Yeah, maybe Mars. Because I did do a lesson this year that was like a one-off about going to the moon. So maybe Mars might be a good one. Because obviously that's, uh, that might be happening in the next few years, mightn't it? Uh, I don't think anyone should ever go to Mars. I think it's a, it's a weird death waiting to happen. That's just that's just what I feel. Yeah. But it'd be interesting nonetheless. I think it'd be cool. I think in our lifetime we'll have a couple of people living in a bungalow on Mars. Mm. Living their life in a space bungalow. Would you like to be the first? No, I'd be scared for my life. Would you rather be the first? I'd like somebody else to be the first. Would you rather be the first person on Mars, everyone else on um, planet Earth is still alive, or last man on Earth? Oh, first man on Mars, definitely. Would you? Why? <clears throat> well, that's a bit cool, isn't it? And you can still ring your relatives. Um, I'm sorry, relatives. I'm going to go for last man on Earth. <laughs> what, just run round empty shopping centres? Oh, um, well, I suppose that, that might come into it. Like, that'd be nice to take a little go-kart around the Trafford Centre. But I would also, like, yeah. love to have a nice route through everyone's house. Oh, no, actually, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah, so it's not apocalypse. It's like, click your fingers, everyone's, everyone's gone. Everyone's gone. And you can, like... Rummage through drawers and stuff. And it, oh, that'd be good. And in my head, I go, oh, it's all right, because everyone's in heaven, and I'll get there with them soon. But deep down, I know, everyone's just disappeared into nothing. But I'm like, oh, they're in heaven. And I'm like, deep 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 Oh, look at that bank statement. They had how much? I don't even know who this person was. Look <laughs> <laughs> how much? Four grand? Bloody hell. Fucking through. Hey, sounds good. Well, she got... You changed my mind there. I want to see people's bank statements who I don't know, just to see what they're spending it on. Oof! Look at this order from Greg's. Oh, you'd hate to see my bank statements. Bloody hell! Would I? Would it make me sad? No, I don't think. To be honest, I'm quite frugal with a lot of things. Well, I wouldn't like to look at my own bank statement. I do have to, obviously. On occasion to see uh, how I'm getting on, but um, well, I usually go to Subway for my lunch, so I probably just see Subway, Subway, Subway half the time. But it's very embarrassing now because they always have a laugh when I go in because I always order the same thing and then I don't have to order anymore. They just go, Oh, halber cheese oregano mid beef. I'm like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Halber cheese, halber cheese oregano mid beef. <laughs> Uh, and they go, uh, uh, yeah, and then they'll put it in the oven, they'll come back and they'll go, Velka Salad! 
And I'll be like, du weist, they're like, yeah, yeah, we weist, salad, zwiebeln, jalapenos. I'm like, yeah, yeah, salad, zwiebeln, jalapenos. So funny. Anytime a German speaks to you, you'd say it in like perfect German. You're like, du ba da ba di ba da ba. And you're like, yeah, yeah, du ba da ba di ba da ba. Yeah, yeah. Als menu mit cookie. Yeah, yeah. Als menu mit cookie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? Funnily enough, <laughs> I used um, I used to go to Subway for lunch every day uh, when I worked at my old office, right, sometimes. And I was planning on going for a lot more days, but one day I stopped going. Oh, what caused that change? Because I went in one day, approached the counter... And the guy who worked there said my order to me before I could even say it. He goes, let me guess. Oh, no. Um, salad bowl, uh, ham and like pepperoni or something like that. And he said all my toppings. And I went, <laughs> and I never went back. I was like, don't, don't do that. That's, that's an invasion of privacy. Well, that happened to me. And I just grinned like a Cheshire cat. Like, You're right. And now if there's somebody new working there, they'll be like, what do you want? And then the manager walks past them, cheese, oregano, beef. What? What he said. I'll have that. <laughs> I don't know what would happen if I wanted something else. I think I'd just have to eat the same sandwich. I'd go, oh, please can I have uh, oatmeal with chicken? Cheese, oregano, mint beef. Yeah, all right, cheese, oregano, mint beef. So what's the, what the fuck is that dish? Oatmeal and chicken, what's that? <laughs> I don't know, I was thinking of breaking the like, oh, not oatmeal, honey oat or something. <laughs> I'll have oatmeal and chicken, please. Oatmeal and chicken, please. Well, you can have a oregano sandwich and you're going to like it. Hmm? Oregano meat beef, then. Yeah, I don't know why I like that so much, or like... Once it put me off as well because he was like, they always have to ask you double meat, double meat, and I'm like, no, no. And then one, he was like, one day you'll get double meat, and I was like, one day I'm gonna stop coming in, right? Because I'm not getting double meat. <laughs> I don't want anyone I don't know intimately to say to me, one day you'll want double meat, right? And that's Make me a bloody sandwich. Let's have a look. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I've been going to Subway, been reading me thing book. thing is with Subway. Yeah. thing is with Subway. Once you start getting all the extras, that's when it starts totting up. If you oh, yeah. stay on the value, you can have yourself a nice little value lunch. Yeah. yeah. Which is equally as filling as if you get the extras. Because like, you can either pay at Subway, four or five quid for a meal, fine. Yeah. Or you can be walking out of there having spent 12 quid. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? It's when you it's when you order things separately. If you just get the meal deal, but then it's when you buy a sandwich, then you go, oh, actually, I'd like a cookie. They go, oh, it's only three for two pounds. You go, all right, go on then. No, I have three. Do you want any? Uh, do you want any uh, Doritos chicken bites? Yeah, yeah, give me some Doritos yeah, yeah, chicken yeah. bites. Yeah. Do you want a bowl of meatballs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah do you want yeah, to put this uh, apron on? Uh, come behind here, start serving people with us. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah, right. okay, you know. Yeah. Do you want this watch? Yeah, I'll have that watch. Yeah, looks all right, all right. That'll be £300. You what? Oof. Bloody hell, here you go. There you Boop. go. Not coming here again. <laughs> yeah, you are. All right. 
Yeah. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. I do that. People always make fun of me because I've got the date on my watch. Yeah, yeah. So people always go at me, when are you doing that? Yeah, like, so I'm telling them about something. And if it's in a week's time, in my head, I'm like, well, I know I'm doing it on the 27th. What's it now? Oh, it's the 24th. I'm doing it in three days. But because I look at my watch, they go, does it tell you on there? Does it? Yeah, in a way. Yeah. yeah. People stop ridiculing me. What, what year are you living in? Watches do loads. Mm. Silly people. So well, yeah, that's uh, me this week. You've been up too much. Oh, I did Tom Lawrence and Friends, which is a monthly stand-up show I do in uh, Manchester. How is that? Fun. What I do, I have some people on do some comedy, and I chat to the audience, I'll like riff and stuff. And then I do a segment at the end where I show on a projector behind me, yeah. I show people um, like pictures and funny videos and I like to talk about them. Oh, that's funny. And how does that go down? It's, re- it's really nice to do. I think, to be honest, it's, it's my favorite bit of the evening and I think other people like it as well because yeah. it's just like a lot, it's just like, I don't know, it can be a bit intense, someone just on stage talking to you all the time. When you're watching a video, you can just relax a bit and just like watch a video yeah, yeah. for a little bit. And I only Sounds make good. sure they're all like, you know, minute long videos. I was showing people a video of a tiger being sick. Yeah. <laughs> like projectile, it was projectile vomiting water. That's good. Are you going to incorporate that show- into your Edinburgh show? Not this year, but I think I, I'm toying with the idea of just making a whole show about it. That sounds good. Yeah, a bit of fun, isn't it? Easy to do. You can do it as well. Get you up. Go on, Lucas. You do it now. All right. All this right. Is, uh, this is the darts. <laughs> hey, look at this. What he's about to do. <laughs> hey. Oh, that's mm. good. Yeah, that sounds good, actually. A, a couple came who came to your leaving party. Oh, who were they? They were a lovely couple. They were a, um, uh, I think the lady listens to the podcast. I forget her name. I don't think I asked her name. Um, or did I? She had a, um, she, uh, she was a baker. Oh, well, I don't know any bakers. And this is the second one we've got. Her partner, Doctor. Hey, fantastic. Two doctors who listen. Oh, actually, he's not a listener. So, we got one doctor. Yeah, he doesn't listen either, does he? Does he listen to the podcast as well? Doctor from last month listens. Oh, yeah, doctor from last month. Yeah. Very good. Mm. Yeah. Well, we still haven't had, we've only had one reply about what jobs people do. I'll read that later. But let us know. We want to know what your occupations are. Yeah. Mm. If it's HR, admin, keep it to yourself. Mm. <laughs> something else like wildlife explorer we'd like to know I've got a friend who is a a bison wrangler he's a what? a bison wrangler? yeah 
Bloody hell, what does wrangling mean? Is that like uh, fat like being a farmer? Well, they're introducing a thousand or a hundred bison, one or the other, I forget, into British wildlife. Yeah, they are, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's been, um, he's got the job of like, you know, conserving, maintaining them, you know, like um, making sure they have sex with each other. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cool, Mom. Uh, we've not asked you to do that. Oh. Oh. <laughs> supposed to be wrangling, not doing whatever that is. Oh, I thought you said wankling. <laughs> no, wankling isn't even a thing. Now, get back to building that fence. Oh. oh. <laughs> thought they said wankling. Wankling isn't a thing. <laughs> Knock those posts in. All right. <laughs> Look me in the eyes as well. Tell me you're not going to do that again. I won't do it. <laughs> I won't do it again. In my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Naughty doggy. <laughs> He's been wankling them. <laughs> That's exciting. Having a bit of bison in the UK. That'd be mental, mm. wouldn't it? Hmm. What a job. Just introduce other random animals like uh, like tigers or something. Yeah, or King Kong. Get King Kong over here. King Kong we, in the Midlands. We need to make this country more Wallace and Gromit-like. Where are the penguins? Yeah. Where are the penguins? Where are the were-rabbits? Where are the robot dogs? Wallace. Wallace. He's a robot dog, Wallace. <laughs> didn't you say that he doesn't even say that? She didn't even yeah, he didn't even it. say that. She doesn't even say that in it, but I like, I like saying it. Preston! Oh, oh no, I don't like cheese. And he's like, get out. Do not darken my doorstep again. I'm a cheese man. Not even Wensley Day, eh? Oh my God, do you reckon in the new Wallace and Gromit, he's going to be like, vegan cheese? Oh, I reckon there's going to be something like that, isn't there? Hello, me cheese. I'm excited Vegan? for the new Wallace and Gromit. You are? Mm. I think it's going to be top draw. Well, there's also a new Chicken Run coming out. Oh, yeah, we'll have to watch that, won't we? Chicken Run 2. Dawn of the Nugget. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yeah. That's funny. Dawn of the Nuggets. Mm. Which is weird because nugget, you know, chicken nugget. But also, yeah. hey, it's nugget. And it's like, well, that's a bit of my flesh that's been battered and deep fried. Yeah. But maybe that's the new threat because it was pies last time, wasn't it? They were going to be in a pie by Mrs. Tweedy. Oh, my God. You are clever. You are clever. I'd like to cut open your head and have a look at what goes on in there. You've got, you really do have a mind for like solving little puzzles. What do you mean? Well, I do like solving little puzzles. Maybe it's your maths degree, which has like made your mind such like a problem solving machine. Well, that, because I can remember that in Chicken Run they wanted to make a pie. Yeah. God, he's, how does his brain work? He remembered that Chicken Run made a pie and thought that maybe, perhaps, in the second film, Dawn of the Nugget, they might want to make him into a nugget. Oh, that's Sherlock Holmes. 
<laughs> I guarantee, right, we've got all of our listeners listening now. I reckon out of everyone, you're the only one who's put that, that two and two together. I'm definitely not. I think people definitely know what's going on. They haven't. Ice Age 3, Dawn of the Dinosaurs, I reckon. Look at that might have a few dinosaurs in it. <laughs> Just an idea. No, the thing is... Oh. Mm. The thing is... No. People have forgotten about chicken running. What was that about? Oh. Uh, what was that about? I don't know. But let me tell you this. How about this? Harry Potter news. Harry Potter star Daniel Radcliffe shares opinions on new Harry Potter series. Oh, what's the old boy got to say? He's 33 and he says, I think it's like Harry Potter was always destined to become like Sherlock Holmes. The people that saw Basil Rathbone play Sherlock Holmes then, like, no one could ever do this. They're gonna, though, it'll get passed on to somebody. The South African actor Basil Rathbone famously portrayed Sherlock Holmes in 14 Hollywood films made between Mm. 1939 and 1946. They made too many. Yeah, definitely. Not short amount of time. Other actors. Well, I remember I was Sherlock Holmes in in, uh, in Speak Hall, yeah, and I took people around telling them the the case of the what was it, the blue? Oh, I can't remember it now, but it was like a jewel that went missing. But anyway, an old bugger came up to me and he was like, "Well, you're not Basil Rathbone, are you?" And I'm not Basil Rathbone. I'm in Speak Hall doing a tour. And also, do you know what? Guess how much they're paying me for this? Not enough. <laughs> if you want Basil Rathbone, you can dig him up and do it yourself. People have such yeah. contempt for entertainers. You're doing a job. Oh. I'll show him that he's not very good. I'll show this child. How old were you when you doing that? 10? Yeah, about 22, 23. <laughs> <laughs> I'll teach this lad a lesson. Radcliffe continues... The weird thought I have now is like, oh, that's probably an eight-year-old kid out there somewhere whose life is going to change in a couple of years. My brain does go there. Um, <laughs> My brain goes there. Um, so look. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so they're making a new uh, Harry Potter TV series where they're remaking all the books, which is, uh, yeah... Whatever. Some, everyone will watch it. That's something for us to do, isn't it? <laughs> hey, but um, do you know what's funny? I, like, I imagine someone listening to this podcast for the first time and seeing all the episodes, every episode dedicated to a chapter of the Harry Potter books. These guys must love and respect Harry Potter <laughs> all the actors who've come together to bring these stories to life. Oh, and they're talking about Daniel Radcliffe's new interview. I think that it's very good. <laughs> He's put a curse on him. He's putting oh, a... Daniel talks like that, don't you? <laughs> He's putting a curse on him. <laughs> Your hands all sweaty. Your lips all sweaty. 
How do you know that? <laughs> I was wankling him. That's not a word, Daniel. Daniel, we don't wankle. Anyway, get ready for the take. Oh, all right. <laughs> Wash your hand. Washing one hand under the sink like that bit of soap. Then under the water. <laughs> You might as well wash both from Daniel. Oh, sorry. I only use the one. Yeah, wash both. Quicker. <laughs> hey, I don't know if you can see, but I've been bitten on my hand. Can you see that uh, red dot? Oh, yeah. Look what a bug's done to me. You want to talk about it, do No. Now, Tom. Wait, why'd you get are bitten? Are you ready? What happened? I was just asleep and then I woke up with that. I must have been bitten by a mosquito or something. Asleep? Don't know about that. Mosquitoes in no, Germany. Like we've got the stigmata. Eh? Mosquitoes in Germany. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. They're horrid. Mm. Yeah. Now, I've, now I've touched it. It's itchy. Just leave it now. My life, and this is probably the same for most people listening... In these recent weeks, has become consumed by Dragon Ball Z. Oh yeah, yeah I'm doing you this. Th- you've been getting back. I'm doing this that. thing where I'm like, I just need to get through all this, and then I can continue with my life. What is that about? Yeah. Well, can I ask you? Because Naruto does that. What's the thing that they do in Dragon Ball Z? That's like the typical move that the characters do. Well, it's the most famous move. It's the Kamehameha. The Kamehameha? Yeah, yeah. and what's that? No. Main character builds up energy in between his hands like that. Yeah. And he goes, Kamehameha. Yeah. And then, ha, like that. And he blasts energy out of his hands to kill someone. Yeah. Is that like ready, steady, go in Japanese? Ready... Steady, go! Like that. Hmm. Could be, couldn't it? Yes. Kamehameha. Hmm. That sounds good. And uh, is there a Kamehameha every episode? Oh, there's a Kamehameha every fight. Is there a fight every episode? Yes. Yeah. Well, therefore, logic would suggest there's a Kamehameha every episode. Oh. And what are the main plot lines at the moment? There was a brother that had been kidnapped. Oh, my God. Or his son. Basically, the plot lines are always this. There are Dragon Balls, which can grant you one wish. Collect all seven. The wish is yours. Trying to keep baddies away from the Dragon Balls. Oh, yeah. Bloody hell. And what baddies are we talking about here? Um, just different, strong people. Oh, no. Can't they be weak for once? That's what I said. Yeah, well, a quick kamehameha will put into that. Right. Should we do the rundown then? I reckon so. It's chapter 21, the Eye of the Snake. Hermione has tried to convince Hagrid to change his lesson plans, but he's having none of it. It comes to the next lesson and he decides to pull out a gang of Thestrals. There's only three of the kids that can actually bloody see them. Because it turns out that Thestrals can only be seen by someone that has witnessed death. 
Harry is one of them, Neville's another, some Slytherin lad is a third. Who's there to interrupt? Professor Umbridge. <clears throat> She's doing her observations and she talks to Hagrid as if he is a numpty. She's speaking slow, she's using sign language, she's being very patronising. And she leaves him to it. Next thing, they're having their Dumbledore's army meetings, teaching the kiddies how to do spells. And Cho's crying. <laughs> What's wrong? Turns out she's still sad, four months later, about Cedric being dead. So Harry... Tries to leave the room, she says no, and then he stays and gives her a kissy-wissy. But he doesn't understand why she's crying the whole time, but maybe she's a bit confused and traumatised about what's going on. Anyway, Harry goes to bed, starts having a nightmare, but then suddenly he's a bloody snake, slithering around, biting Arthur Weasley. He wakes up as a panic, and that is the end of the chapter, The Eye of the Snake. What a chapter, eh? Oh, I loved it. I did. Not to spoil my review, but I feel like this was a return to form for this book. We really got <sighs> going, didn't we? Finally, all it took was 20 chapters and we're in with a bit of detail. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. They start off a bit of homework, right? And Hermione comes back from Hagrid's hut. And she's like, I've tried to convince him about the lessons. He's not having anything, any of it, right? I suppose... At this point, I would go to McGonagall. I and I'd be like, McGonagall, Hagrid's not listening to me, rightly so, because I'm a child. Uh, could you please have a word with him about his lesson plans and the fact that he's probably going to be sacked? And she'd go like this. Oh, Hermione, Hagrid is an adult. He's a teacher at this school. He can make his own decisions. His choices and consequences are completely up to him. Now, away with you. And Hermione would be like, McGonagall, you've met Hagrid. You know Hagrid. You know deep in your heart of hearts that he is a moron and you need to intervene, please. Miss Granger, I do not have time to be lectured by a school child. Very good. You've got straight into the mind of McGonagall there. I was like faultless. I was like watching the film. God, that was good. Well, I'll do a podcast about Harry Potter. I have to read it every week, and I've seen all the films. You know, some things seek, seek in, um, sink in. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but I've got a question for you. Which character did you feel like you know the best in terms of like their personality? Um, maybe McGonagall. <laughs> <laughs> you might be McGonagall, isn't it? <laughs> Because it's yeah, you kind of know where she's coming. Because most from. of the time, it's always no from her. Like if a if a if yeah. a student approaches her with logic, she kind of just says no, even though she understands where they're coming from. Yeah. Rules is rules. Yeah, very easy. Rules is rules. There's always rules there's always that funny thing when you do like a Scottish accent. I don't know about you, but in my head, I'm like I can do an impeccable Scottish accent, and when you do it to a Scottish person, they go. That is offensive. That sounds nothing like a single Scottish person who's ever been born. I go, how do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like when everyone tries to do your accent and they're like, God blimey, Gavinet, I'm from Manchester. Like, People do impressions of me. They go like this. People. They go, yeah. And I'm like, that's pretty good. <laughs> that, is, that is you. 
Yeah! Oh my god. Go to school then! Go. I was walking down the street. I'm like, it's Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Why are these people all bothering me? It's like William Shatner. <laughs> I walked to the shop. And who did I see? Mm. Yeah. But anyway, enough about you. He does his lesson. Hagrid is back. Carey magical. Hagrid is back. Hagrid's back. He's hairy and flabby. Some students are overjoyed. Yay! Some, not so much. For you see that uh, Hagrid is a bad teacher. Yeah? And deep down, yeah. his lessons are, for lack of a better word, dangerous. Mm. And I think... Deep down, Harry knows this. Myself, if I was at that school, I'd be like, yeah, I'm glad he's back. These lessons are mental. We always get to do something cool, but mental. Oh, yeah, I'd always be looking forward to his class. I'd be like, well, as long as I keep my distance, I can just watch the chaos unfold. But Malfoy's piping up, and it's like, well, every one of Malfoy's concerns are completely justified. Malfoy's like, are they actually trained? And Harry goes, don't ask stupid questions. Stupid questions? That's a perfectly reasonable question to ask about these dangerous beasts. They're like three X's, aren't they, on the uh, Fantastic Beasts rating system? Three X's. you got to be over 18 to look at them. Come on, boys. <laughs> uh, you've got to either have seen death or somebody nude. To be able to see these Thestrals. Right. You can see them, Harry. You can see them, Neville. You can see them, Fred and George, can't you? <laughs> They're not even in that lesson. Yeah, we can actually. Yeah, yeah we can see them. <laughs> Seen each other nude enough times, haven't you? Sharing a bath, eh? Excuse me, Hagrid, why are you jumping to that conclusion? Uh, it's obvious, isn't it? You're twins. You must have seen each other nude at some point, sharing a bedroom and all that. Yeah, he's right. I suppose he's right. <laughs> Bit weird to say, though, isn't it, Hagrid? Well, I'm just a teacher. What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> hey, ask me no questions, I'll tell you no lies. Well, what? Stop talking in riddles. Hey, I don't know what made me th uh, think about this, but um, I, me and Martina like watch videos and stuff, and we like watching videos of little doggies and little kitties, and sometimes little kiddies are doing like cute things, right? And there's a video that we watch where there's a little Irish boy, and he's like, Mummy, I love you to the moon and back. And I'll always love you, and you'll always be my mummy, won't you? And loads of videos are like that, right? But the mum has cashed in on the popularity of this little boy. And she started making adverts with him, right? So the videos will be like, Oh, I love playing with my little dog. And then the next video will be, Oh, I love Heinz spaghetti hoops. They've got loads of nutrients, and they're good for little brains. So uh, we unfollowed that account now because we're sad that the mum's cashing in on their little son. Yeah, he can't consent to making that advert, can he? No, no, I don't like it. Cause he must only be about three or four years old. She's like, 
What do you like about the new Cocoa Pop cereal? I know. I've always been quite vocal yeah. about that, about parents using their kids. Because a bit of me is very jealous. When I was a kid, I used to be very jealous of the Harry Potter actors. Because I used to think, I'd be yeah. like, I didn't even know they were auditioning. <laughs> yeah, like, why would they tell me? Yeah. Tell me. <laughs> well, there might be a little yeah. boy in Blackpool who might want to go in for this. Uh, should we let him know? And it's like, no. Um, yeah. So I didn't know they were doing that. <laughs> so I was always yeah. jealous of them. How come they're in a film and I'm not? Well, because Daniel Radcliffe's dad is a agent, is he? What's my dad? Not an agent, right? So now, as an adult, I don't think any child should be in show business. No, none at all. Yeah. Well, fair enough. But like in the opposite of uh, Bugsy Malone, I think all children should be played by adults from now on in movies. And that solves all the problems, doesn't it? It does. I genuinely believe that, and I've, I've said that before. And I'll say it again. Full stop. Yeah. Full stop, yeah? Fair enough. Umbridge arrives, and she ta starts making notes. Right, if I grid stuff. And one of her notes that she makes is... Hagrid has to resort to crude sign language. Mm. Right. He doesn't tell us what this crude sign language is. What has he been doing? That would... <laughs> well, when a mummy Thestral and a daddy Thestral love each other right, right. Hagrid, Hagrid. No, thank you. Stop using those crude hand gestures. Of course, please. this... Well, how are they going to know? Uh, you're probably all wondering, what does a Thestral's penis look like? You can't see it. I'll describe it to you, eh? Imagine that. Yeah. Was a Thestral's vagina look like? Imagine that. Right. Come on, why aren't you making notes? Write this down. Right, actually, <laughs> Neville, you come up here. You pretend to be the Thestral's vagina with your hand. Put that there. I'll be the Thestral's penis. What do you mean you can't do that while you're making notes? All right, Professor Umbridge, I'll do it myself. Right. <laughs> Professor Umbridge, try and pretend your mouth is the Thestral's anus. <laughs> oh. uh, do we even need to see the result of this assessment, or is he leaving now? Agrid, we can't help but... Is he immediately I, sacked? Agrid, we be. can't help but notice you brought all your belongings in uh, bags to this lesson. I oh, did, yes, I knew I'd be leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I've decided to go out with a bang, as it were. <laughs> mm. Yeah, bloody hell, what a review from Mustard that would be. Thestrals, you can only see them um, if you've seen, like, death. Is that limited Ooh. to the death of humans, or what about death of animals? Hmm? I was wondering that, because everyone's seen like, a dead fly, haven't they? I was thinking, this is a great opinion. People wouldn't be bothered with flies if they weren't so loud. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the annoying thing, isn't it? Because they get right near your ear and go... And then it's... I'd, I'd, I'd have a million like flies in my room if they were silent. Yeah, I would. 
No, but it is when they get in your face as well. I don't like that. And when they land on your arm and, cr and tickle you a bit when they're walking on you. They don't land on me. I wish that I had long eyelashes like a camel and a long tail like a horse and that could just continually flop around and get rid of the flies like that without me having to use my hands or feet. thing is, you probably get a lot... Um... <laughs> it tastes a bit funny. Uh, yeah. Some I think there's like been rats near where my parents live. I think someone's been leaving like um bin bags outside, like nearby. All oh, so, right. Like, rats yeah. have been yeah. spotted in the community. Oh. My neighbour comes round to tell my dad, he's like, just so you know, like we've been seeing rats. And my dad, I don't know why he did this, but he goes his neighbour, he goes Oh, we don't get any of that. Because the thing is, we're very clean people. We don't get rats. <laughs> like, implying that my neighbour's dirty. His neighbour's dirty. He's like, no, no, it's not big. Was he being serious or was he joking? You never know him, my dad. He just says things like I do. He throws things out there, whether he believes him or not. It's like a weird disease we both have. It's just like, I'll just say this now. Do I believe it? It doesn't matter. I've said it. <laughs> That's funny. Mm. Very good. Hey, well, I remember, have they got rid of the rats in Heaton Park now? Because there used to be loads of them in there, yeah, didn't they? I didn't live near Heaton Park. Did you live near Heaton Park? Um, Relatively, yeah, I suppose. Depends on what Where's Heaton Park? It's near uh, North Blakely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's where they have uh, part life festivals. They had that recently, and they wouldn't let a man go home because they closed the closed the road off for part life. He's like, "Let me go home," and they were like, "No." <laughs> I thought you meant they they didn't let him go home from the festival. No, headline act hasn't been on yet. Oh, please, my wife's waiting. No, oh, get back in there, start dancing. <laughs> They just don't let you go over oh, there. He's dancing near the exit. Don't dance near the exit. Go get into that crowd. Oh, for f Come on. Get yourself feeling claustrophobic. For anyone who'd like to watch the video version of the podcast, uh, it might make more sense. We're having a bit of fun dancing. I always forget there. that because I've been listening to the podcast. And I'll be like, what's this silence about? And it'll be a good minute where me and you are miming something. <laughs> Lucas is miming eating a banana. There we go. Um, go on. So, they decide that they're going to... Uh... Well, Harry has been invited to spend Christmas at the mm. Borough, which I think is a first. I think I'd like Christmas at the Borough. I think that'd be nice. Christmas at the Borough or Christmas in a Borough? Christmas at the Borough, the house with the Weasleys. Oh. I would as well, even though I, even though I so slate the Weasleys. Yeah. I'd, I think that'd be a fantastic Christmas, genuinely. Like, oh my God, because you can tell 
she really gives a shit, Molly Weasley, and you're gonna get fed into an abundance. You're gonna make a, you're gonna get a nice homemade gift. Like it's gonna be merry. There's oh, gonna yeah. be games. Yeah, that's the kind of Christmas. I mean, look, the house alive, electric with people wandering to one room, wandering to another. Great old fun. Yeah. Well, she knows how to put on a show, and I think Christmas is where Mrs. Weasley really shines. She knows how to put on a, a performance. But yeah, Harry's really ungrateful. He gets um, he gets invited to the borough, and then he's like, but he couldn't help thinking that he'd rather spend the time with Sirius. And then it goes for the best euphemism of the chapter. He then imagined Sirius pulling a lonely cracker with creature. What are you doing up there? Pulling a lonely cracker. <laughs> What's inside? Give me a minute. Oh, sorry, I'm going to have to go. I think Sirius is wankling. I said I was pulling a lonely cracker. Yeah, we all know what that means. I'm pulling a lonely cracker. <laughs> I'm pulling a lonely cracker with creature. Don't involve creature in it. Serious. Oh, good fun. <laughs> oh, it's good fun, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it's quite upsetting in a way, this lesson, because Hagrid's like, uh, right, right, who can see him? Who's seen someone murdered? You have, Harry, and you, Neville. Come on. Come on, hands up, hands up. Who's who seen who death? Else? Who's seen you death? can see him. What happened to you? Go on, tell everyone in front in the class. Go on. Oh, that's scary. I don't like that. <laughs> well, you never know, kids. One day you might see someone murdered and then you'll get to see the thestrals like Rod and Nell. How's that sound? We'll look Good forward to it. We'll look forward to it. Well, Umbridge was very horrible with Neville about that. She was like, you, you saw somebody die, did you? What was it? Who was it? Yeah. And now you can see the Thestals, can you? She is tactless and mean. And I don't like her one incy wincy bit. Mm. Well, yeah, they carry on with their... Uh, uh, Dumbledore's army sessions and everyone's starting to get a bit better, aren't they? Neville's improving. I'm glad to see a bit of character development from Neville. At last, he seems to be, you know, we're learning a bit more about his background and also he's actually coming out of his shell a bit more, developing his skills as a magician. Mm. As a magician. <laughs> as a magician. Then... <laughs> yeah. He's good doing his magic. I'm a magician. You're a, you're a wizard. I'm a magician, okay? I'm a magician. We should yeah. add that in part of vision. Magician, oh, the word magician. So funny. Let me write that down. We did a writing session last Wednesday, didn't we? I, I found I it very exciting. Well. You know it's good when you need the toilet. You're like, oh, adrenaline. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Very good. I've written down. I've added magician to the notes. We'll get that. Uh, we'll get that in there somewhere. Oh, for that. You're a magician, Harry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so they're having a Dumbledore's mm. army meeting, right? And then it's just Harry and Cho. And then what follows is the most drawn out, uncomfortable scene to read that I've ever read in these books where they're slowly getting closer and closer to each other, about to kiss. She's crying the whole time about Cedric. <sighs> and then she tells him that she's sad about Cedric and he goes, Harry started to leave the room. <laughs> oh, Boy. don't want to be dealing with that. Oh, something like that. <laughs> Let me take... And then it doesn't actually say what they did. And it, it just says... Harry was back at the common room 30 minutes late. <laughs> 30 minutes? Probably cut the shot. No, I'm messing. Um, you see. Yeah, why is this chapter called The Eye of the Snake? We haven't seen any snake so far. There's half an hour where something untoward might have gone on. I don't know about. Thank God he has this about you later on. But it seemed in this chapter like Cho Chang was quite upset that Cedric was dead. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And Harry's like, well, this is my opportunity to give her a snog. No, no, no. Just an arm round the shoulder. There, there. Let us speak what, you know, what's mm. on her mind. Now's not time for romance. But she does tell him that she likes him, so I suppose uh, she's got a lot of mixed feelings, hasn't she? So Harry comes back and he's telling Ron and Hermione all about what's happened with Cho. And I thought it must be weird, because they've obviously got unsaid feelings about each other, Ron and Hermione. It must be weird hearing about Harry's romantic adventures when they, you know, feel things for each other. What do you reckon? Mm. Say that again. Please repeat. You are sorry. All right, you weren't listening. So, Harry comes back to the common room and he tells them <laughs> about his romantic endeavours. And I thought it must be interesting for Hermione and Ron listening to that when they have unsaid feelings for each I other. I think so. It's, not, it's deflection off them, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Bit of the attention off them. And then Harry thinks in his head, oh, I wish Sirius would appear by the fire so he could give me advice about girls. Sirius Black, he's never had a girlfriend in his life. Why? <laughs> what advice is he going to give? Oh, he's the most eligible bachelor in Grimmel he could... Place. He's there on his own, pulling a lonely he cracker. What he advice is he going to give you? About, um... Pulling lonely crackers. Listen, you feel intense. Pull a lonely cracker with creature. Yeah, pull a lonely cracker. You, you can have him. I'll lend him you. No, no, I'm all right. I'm all okay. right. Serious. <laughs> right. Hmm? And then, and then he has this dream where he sees through the eye of a ah. snake, <laughs> and he sees himself attack Arthur Weasley. And then he wakes up. He's like, "Ron, Ron, your dad's injured." And Ron's like, no, no, you've just been dreaming. You've just been dreaming. No, no, honestly, I saw it. Your dad's injured. He's like, no, no, it's just a nightmare. Ron, do you want to maybe just check because it's your dad? <laughs> like, if there's a 1% chance that your dad has been attacked by a 
a snake. Maybe do you want to like check that out, that possibility, rather than just brushing it off as a dream? Nah, probably not. Anyway, that's all I've got. If you get any more that you want to say, Could do a chimney breast check for us. Oh, yeah, see how all the old chimney breast is coming on. It was good last week on Double Vision. How is it this week? Chimney breast seems dry, but ceiling seems wetter. Mm, that was the same as last time. Well, maybe if they've blocked up the chimney, then the water's going to the roof. Uh, they haven't blocked up the chimney. I don't, I don't know what they've been doing up there, just fucking ripping us off. Yeah, bloody hell. Well, anyway. Do you want to know uh, what I'd give this out of five? Yeah, how many eyes of snakes would you give this? <laughs> uh, do you know what? I really bloody enjoyed this chapter. This felt like a return to form, a bit of juice. We've got Agrid back doing his crazy lessons. Umbridge is still looming large, being manipulative. Um, we get finally a bit of kissy-wissy with Cho Chang. That romance is developing. Neville's character's developing. And then we get a bit of action. He's seeing through the eyes of a snake. It's attacking Daddy Weasley. I thought this was a bloody fantastic chapter. And I'm going to give it five snake eyes out of five. Fascinating. Me personally, I kind of thought this chapter was like, you know, back to like, you know, it, it gave the book a bit of umph. Umbridge is running around, yeah, you know, sticking her oar in. You know, we get a bit of kissy-wissy with Harry and Cho Chang. Neville's developing, he's becoming a better uh, magician. I can give this chapter no less <laughs> than five snake eyes out of five. It's a full house! <laughs> right, are you ready for quiz? Yes. Quiz, quizicky, quiz, quizicky, quiz, 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 crew. Gonna ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, quizicky, quiz, quizicky, quiz, 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 crew. Gonna ask you about how Lucas. How well will you do? Right. Question one. Who is the new yeah. Defence Against the Dark Arts teacher at Hogwarts? Huh? Uh. Professor Umbridge. Correct. Question two. What secret organisation does Harry join in Order of the Phoenix? Dumbledore's Army. Correct. Who is the journalist working for the Daily Prophet that constantly spreads misinformation about Harry and Dumbledore? Rita Skeeter. Correct. What powerful magic object does Harry encounter in the Department of Ministries? <laughs> The prophecy. Prophecy what? Uh, the final prophecy. No, the prophecy orb. And question five. Um, oh, no. What of Hermione's was damp at the beginning of this chapter? Her robes. Correct. But unfortunately, Lucas, you have lost the quiz. Quiz, quiz, quiz. Oh, no. God, I thought I was a dead cert to win that. Anyway, now it is time for the nation's second favourite segment. It's Hedwig's Droppings. 
We're not alluding to owl poo, we're not alluding to plarpings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's droppings. What's in a beak this week? Well, first of all, we've had a five-star review from Meme Mo 1980. And Meme Mo says, love it. I walk to work listening to this and it's the perfect start to my day. Tom and Lucas are really funny and their podcast makes me happy. Yeah. That's lovely. That's all we want is to make people I happy. I love that. Smile. What a lovely review. Thank you, Mimo. Thank you, Mimo. Uh, we've also had an email from Sheila Stevens. Hello, Sheila Stevens. Sheila Stevens says, Hey guys, I love your podcast. I was wondering, what are you going to do when you finish the books? Will you move on to the films in the podcast? Will you do the Fantastic Beasts? Please don't ever let it end. You're both so funny and really brighten up my day with your funny banter. Well, Sheila Stevens, there's a website called Patreon. And uh, we've done a lot of extra stuff on there. We've done a lot of the uh, the Harry Potter movies, as well as extra things like Chuckle Vision or Super Nanny. Mm. So if you like Harry Potter, you'll love our episodes on Chuckle Vision and Super Nanny. And for as little as £4.50 a month, you can check that all out. And you can even do a free trial for seven days in case you don't want to commit. Super, super nanny. Super, super nanny. Super, super nanny. Super, super nanny. So thank you very much, Sheila. Uh, well, I don't know what we're going to do after the end of the books. I suppose we'll see if we can be asked to do more, if people still like listening to it. Uh, who knows what the future may hold. But thank you so much for getting in touch. Uh, we've also had another email from Amos Diggory. He's back. He says, thank you for not talking about me as much as requested, but I want a big shout out on the show next time. I'm a nice chap. Right. Amos, it's not about you anymore. Shouldn't you be grieving, Amos? Book. Shouldn't you be grieving? Yeah, shouldn't you be grieving you instead uh, of sending listen. us emails asking for us to be nice about you? We've got Amos Diggory going to Blink-182 concerts, arguing with Cardi B online. Shouldn't you be grieving? Yeah, come on. What's that a reference to? Um, <laughs> one of the men in the submarine, his uh, stepson, when they weren't, when it was just, when they were missing... His stepson was just yeah. posting pictures of himself at Blink One Eight Two concerts. Like, oh, that's funny, bloody hell! And, then, and going, going. And Cardi B got involved. Cardi B did a video going. Listen, if I go missing, I want you to be at home crying. Yeah, and then he replied to her going, "Oh, shut up! You don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, your music's crap." <laughs> bloody hell! Well, I'm with Cardi B on that one. Maybe you shouldn't be out uh, enjoying yourself at Blink-182. To be honest, I don't think the lad is... Um, um, I don't know. I don't think he's... Uh, what? I think this is the kind of boy that might not be allowed to live on his own. <laughs> All right. Anyway, thank you very much for that, Amos Diggory. And uh, we've also had a message on Patreon from Holly, Holly Krasniki, who says, Hello, Pottervision Hello. boys. I was just listening to Hagrid's tale. I wanted to respond to your poll about professions. Mm. 
I've just graduated with my second degree and will be practicing veterinary medicine and surgery in the UK. I love listening to the podcast and I've seen the show twice. Hopefully I'll see you again at Edinburgh Fringe. I don't think I'll win the most unusual job, but it would be interesting to hear what other listeners do. For You're winning so far. Well, you're winning so far. You're the only person who's messaged in. So congratulations. Also, a v- if anyone else wants to tell us what a vet, do, a do. vet is as good as a doctor. I'd happily see a vet if something was wrong with me. Yeah, I would. Definitely. Even without booking an appointment, I'd just sit Going there. there. Hello, vet. You booked an appointment. Hello, vet. Hello. I'm frothing at the mouth and I can't stop biting people. What do you reckon to that? Put you down, I reckon. There we go. You, you, Lucas, you'd be there going, oh, can we wait till after the show, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can you do it in April when we've done all the, the Potvision tour? Yeah, all right, all right. Yep. <laughs> so thank you so much, Holly, for getting involved. And please, other people, let us know what, uh, what you do for a living. We'd like to know. <laughs> And finally, we've got a new baby, Harry, and uh, and we met this person in um, Scarborough, and now they're a patron. It's Sarah Bennett. Sarah bloody Bennett. How are you, girl? <laughs> okay. Let's do this. <laughs> Your father was pushing your mother on a swing one day. He pushed too hard and she fell off the swing and perished. (laughs) God. He was worried that you would grow up with a hunch back yourself, just like him. And so kept you in a bed where everyone told you you were going to perish. You grew up believing it yourself. I am a little girl in India. My parents have perished due to some disease and they've flown me over to live at the house with you in Yorkshire. They have not told me that you exist. One night I hear you screaming and wailing in bed. Ah! Ah! What is that? I ask um, my maid. She says, that's nothing. That's the wind you're hearing things. I get curious, I get curious. I go looking about the house, looking for the screaming. One night, I find you, I come into your room. I say to you, you say to me, are you a ghost? I say, I'm not. I say, are you a ghost? You say, you are not. We chat. We discover who the other ones are. We realize we're cousins. Our mothers were twins, right? I tell you, there's apparently a secret garden that is on these premises, and I am going to discover it. You tell me to keep you informed about it, for you have never been outside, and the descriptions of this secret garden delight you. I tell you of a boy named Dickon. I tell you of a bird that talks to me. (laughs) One day, I take you out in the secret garden. I show you about, you love it. We decide that the secret garden has magic and it is making you better. So we do exercises, we do dances, we do hymns to try and make you better because we're going to show your father that you're not an ill little boy and that you can actually walk. (sighs) 
One day you decide to start thrashing and screaming. And McGonagall comes in and she's like, what's going on here? Why are you so upset? <laughs> Fetch the little girl. Me. I'm the little girl. I come in and I scream at you. I say, stop thrashing. Everyone hates you. And you say, I'm going to die of it. I'm going to die of it. And I say, good, then die. You turn over and you stop crying. I forget how the secret garden ends, but either way, I'll lean in for one of these. There you go, Sarah. I think that's the second secret garden story we've had in Is two it? weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I enjoyed it nevertheless. Maybe we should do that for Double Vision. It's got McGonagall in it and it's a weird film. Anyway, that was Hedwig's Droppings. Oh, this has been Pottervision Podcast, the podcast where every week we read a children of Harry Potter books. Next time, oh, before we say about next time, come and bloody see us. We're in Derby, July 27th. We're in Manchester, July 28th. And we're in Edinburgh from the 4th till the 28th of July, but not on Ooh. Mondays. Come and see us. We're in the middle of writing some Also, music. we're looking forward to a lot of these scenes that we're going to be doing. It's going to be bloody fun. Uh, and it's always lovely to see Pottervision listeners because uh, they know what we're also, doing. And uh, they don't find it strange. Also, I'm come see me do stand-up comedy. I'm in London on Tuesday, the day after this is released, the 27th at Angel Comedy Club. There's still tickets. Or you can see me at the Fringe as well as Pottervision doing my debut show, Hubba Hubba. Anyway, so come and join that. Go to join us on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Pottervision. There's loads of good stuff. We've just done Super Nanny. And next time, we're going to be watching an episode of Keeping Up Appearances. So if you want us to be talking about Hyacinth Bouquet and Richard, then you can pay £4.50 to, uh, to join us on that. Anyway, next time, it's episode 117. Chapter 22 of Order of the Phoenix, St. Mungo's Hospital for Magical Maladies and Injuries. You have been a snake-eyed Tom Lawrence. And you have been the demon beaver Lucas Kirkby. <laughs> Goodbye.